Let's get nuts. What's happening, everybody? Football's back, baby. What the hell just happened right there? Oh, music. Come on. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Junkie Live on this stormy. I think it's okay now, but it was a little bit stormy earlier. I was a little worried. I was like, oh, man, hearing some thunder. It excited me, but then I was also like a little, a little scared. F you, thunder, won't you suck my D. Anyways, um, I'm just quoting Ted right there. What's happening, everybody? It is September 12th. Yes, got football on. Monday night football's on. It's a little weird. You got Russell Wilson playing for a different team. That's uh, not the team he's playing. So it's pretty uh, pretty interesting, so any football uh, people out there. But anyways, what's happening, guys? Make sure you smash that like, thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We'll just show that again. Subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell. You know what to do. Do all that. What's happening, everybody? All right, let's see who's out there. Huh? How's everybody doing? Happy Monday. We got Kelia B. So there you go. That's right. Simps report in. And there's my number one simp right there. Tony Movie Chappy D9, Neil Blomkamp fan. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Dave. And it like, why is everyone still mad that Batgirl got canceled if they don't? They know that sometimes movies that aren't in development production get canceled, but that's, uh, well, I mean, it's a little different. You know, usually they, they're in development. And yeah. Anyways, what's going on, Ryan? How we doing? Hey, we got Mama Film Junkie here. We got Steph right here, Miss Nighthawk. Hopefully everybody had a great weekend. Hopefully it was good. Yes, that's right. Say hi to Mama. We got Mr. Uh, Fear Jason right here. Wonder, yeah, I know, right? We're not surprised. Like, oh my God, surprised, right? Not so much. What's going on, Rosemary? Yes, actually had a great weekend. Always try to have a great weekend. JD McRae, what is happening, sir? All right, good to see you. Uh, B-Y-J-U, uh, Joseph. That's right, Harley Quinn N-N. Not sure exactly what that means, but hey, thank you for uh, thank you for joining. So appreciate that. Who else we got here? We got Miss Cat right here. Good to see you. Good to see you. We got Eric Patterson also. Oh, here, James James. What is happening? Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. What's going on, Tet? It is uh, Tatsu. Tatsu. Uh, am I saying it Tatsuo? Am I saying it right? Probably not. You know, I mispronounce things all the time. All right, we got Mark also. Yo, here early, right? Sometimes you get here early. We got Jade. Yeah, Rick and Morty last night. Oh, yeah, we all, well, when we get to the tweets, we'll get to that. I didn't watch it, though, sadly, but, uh, you know, uh, we'll get to that joke, which was great, and I'm sure Mr. Zach liked it. Hey, we got Mr. Uh, there he is right there. What's up? What's going on? Happy end of Monday. Exactly. Happy end of Monday. And we got Carrie here, too. Always oh, good to see you, buddy. Uh, I think that's pretty. Yeah, we got Legend right here. Cool, cool, cool. Anybody else? I think that's pretty much it for right now. So thank you guys for clicking in. Make sure you guys uh, smash that like, thumbs up. Oh, there's that Amsterdam. They're showing an Amsterdam TV spot on Monday Night Football. So that's pretty cool. You know, that uh, David O. Russell movie that has that stellar cast of like Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, uh, John David Washington. Yes. So yeah, they got that going on right now. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm I, I'm not gonna try to look at the TV, but I do have the football game on. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, don't worry. I won't I won't get too distracted. Uh, I already won both of my fantasy football games, so I'm good. I'm good. Don't really need to. Uh, yeah, that Steelers game was absolutely insane. Yesterday's football was like the football games in the morning. There were some pretty crazy games. And it was just, it was nuts. That Steelers-Bengals uh, game, it was just nuts. Absolutely nuts. It really was. I was like, but then again, you know, it was just really cool, though. It was fun. And the outcome, we had like a tie that happened yesterday. And then, of course, that outcome was like, it was just crazy. Absolutely. You know, just insanity. Insanity. But cheers, guys. Cheers. Got myself a little drink. A little spritzer going on right here, so... Hopefully you guys are doing good, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get to it. Let's get the. Obviously, it's Monday, so we got a lot to talk about. But yes, the main topic's going to be talking about. We got a, we got a couple of articles that are that came out from the Hollywood Reporter. We got one from the CFO of Warner Brothers Discovery talking about 
Batgirl, the Batgirl cancellation, but there was something hidden. There was something hidden in that article that was like, what? Wait a minute. How is that just like hidden right there? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the scooping game because another THR article that came out kind of talked about scoops and when it came to D23. Then we're going to talk about Warner Brothers Discovery, New York Comic Con. They released what they're going to have over there. And then we're going to talk some Brandon Frazier because we, we need to talk about that guy all the time because he's just, he's Brandon Frazier. We just love that guy so much. So we'll be doing that. So, all right, let's get... Let's get to it here. Let me adjust some things, and uh, we'll get right to it. Boop. All right. So we're good. All right. So here we go. Starting off. All right. So sadly, guys, I didn't get to see Barbarian on Thursday. I wanted to, but um, work, my work, sadly, day job got in the way of that because I was going to see an earlier showing because I thought I was going to get off... um, earlier than I uh, than I did. But sadly, you know, daytime work just, you know, always gets in the way with a lot of things. But David F. Sandberg gives praise to Barbarian. I want to see it really badly. And hopefully I'll see it soon. <coughs> Excuse me. Barbarian is great. Unless you know about it beforehand, the better. Just go see it. Endorsing. Like it. And one of my all-time favorite movies, Fight Club. Apparently, you know, obviously we just had the Venice Film Festival that happened, uh, what, last weekend? Not this weekend, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Uh, This little film fact right here said Fight Club got booed when it debuted at Venice Film Festival. While it was being booed, Brad Pitt turned to Edward Norton and said, that's the best movie I'm ever going to be in. Now, who knows if it's true? I want it to be true because I love that movie. I do. I do. So... And then, of course, we got some uh, we got some reviews for Clerks 3, which I'm looking forward to. Kevin Smith revisits his past for one of the most moving films of his career. So that's interesting. Clerks 3, a moving film. And yes, guys, we're in September. It's starting. It's going to get to fall hopefully soon. Pumpkin season. Pumpkin. And we got this. The boys posting this. You know, it's just uh, Carl Urban in uh, Star Trek. And also that similarities. Got to love it. Uh, Lee Jung Jae, I mean, he's going to be in uh, Alkalite. So uh, that, that was announced over the weekend. That was a little thing that Deadline posted. Of course, we had all that. We'll just kind of skip through right here. There was a Men's Health UK talking about uh, Zack Snyder's 300. We have a cool little poster right here. Prevent, I guess, prevent the nightmare, prevent nightmare I don't know. Prevent the nightmare, save the hope. Is that what they're trying to do right there? Yeah, it's a little interesting, but I like that poster. And, of course, rest in peace to Queen Elizabeth II. She, uh, of course, passed away, what, 96 years old? The British monarch. And then, of course, you know, everything gets all political, but that's, you know, that's the way things go. Fan edit right here of Homelander. Homelander facing uh, Superman right here. Another good fan edit. I like it. You got to love it. I mean, geez, the Internet just uh, does good things sometimes. So there you go. A nice little uh, I mean, Superman would win. I mean, come on. That's why he looks like that. I mean, (laughs) Homelander wouldn't stand a chance. Let's face it. Yes, that's why it's like. Yeah. And then, hey, who watched Thor Love and Thunder on Disney Plus? They upgraded this little graphic right here to make it look worse, worse, worse. It's so bad. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder might be my most hated. It might be my most hated MCU movie. It really might. I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I think right now, what, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp is right there. But I, it, it might be. I think it is. I really think it is. Okay? I, I just, they, they did Natalie Portman dirty, even though she looked great. I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot of things. I just, ugh. I don't know. Anyway, Zack Snyder posted this on his Vero. Apparently, uh, when it came to the set of Rebel Moon, um, yeah, they found a snake. So Jeff Johns on the set of Rebel Moon. (laughs) Or is that Walter Hamada? I can't tell. Anyways, so. And uh, this was pretty cool, too, because we saw Dwayne Johnson do this whole thing right here. But apparently the whole cast, before the trailer came out, they did it all. The whole cast did it. It's a cool little video, I will say. I will say it's a cool little video. I like it. I dig it. I dig it. 
And then Zack Snyder, of course, just, you know, taking his his iPhone that and he just makes these glorious images. I don't know how. I mean, he just sees it and then just takes a picture. And I'm like, how does he do stuff like this? Because you better believe it was just on his cell phone and it just looks super professional and crazy. I don't know. Just all nuts right there. Uh, uh, we got Warner Channel right here. Uh, they did this whole thing. Mm, stirring up this little controversy. Obviously, we know that Superman would win. Yes, I love this uh, Dr. Fate shot right here. The costume is great. Everything looks good. Dr. Fate, his ear sticks out of the, <laughs> of the helmet, which is interesting. Why would you want to have your ear exposed? That's the only thing I'm kind of wondering when it comes to the helmet. It's like, I mean, I guess you have to hear things, sure. But man, that ear is uh, exposed. Still a very cool shot. Ari Aster's Disappointment Boulevard starring Joaquin Phoenix reportedly cost $55 million. Budget right there. It's going to be A24's biggest production to date. Yeah, I know, right? Dr. Fate just looks fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, anyways, um, so then, of course, we get going. We got Aaron Bailey right here uh, taking part, of course, in the Rebel Moon. Um, you know, remember when Zack Snyder talked about, hey, artists out there, let's go ahead, get your designs or whatever. Design an alien, design a robot. And here's Aaron Bailey's design right here. Exquisite, exquisite. Even has a description right here. Villavar. Part of a lesser contacted race of deeply spiritual beings who see the suns as great watchers. They wear ornate vestments that catch the sun's light, which rises on their planet for years at a time. So that's pretty cool. Aaron Bailey knocking it out. Another Dr. Fate shot. Another Dr. Fate shot. This time showing the helmet off. Pierce Brosnan still looking like a handsome devil. Guy's aging, aging gracefully. That's for damn sure. All right, apparently there was a report that Netflix is uh, going to be doing like a weekly, going to be moving away from all the binge release model and doing a weekly thing like all the other streams are kind of doing. So how are we feeling about this? I, I you know, let me know how, how, how what, what's going on about it when it, when, uh, when it, when it came, when it comes to, um, do you like to binge the entire thing or do you like the weekly model? To me, I kind of like the weekly model because it's hard for me to just sit down and binge something for an entire day. I just don't have the time. I can I can binge some things for like, you know, a couple of few hours maybe, but then I'm like, I got to get some stuff done or I'm going to go somewhere or something like that. It's kind of difficult. So I do kind I do like the weekly model because right, I mean, like the, the, the after Cobra Kai season 5 came out, like the next day, I already got something spoiled for me in like episode six or something like that. I'm like, so that's why I kind of like it. I kind of like that. I mean, there's like this whole thing. Streaming looks very uh, like cable. Yeah, I know. But that's the thing is like, that's what's so, that's what's so, I don't know. It's just, that's what I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I get the whole binging model and streaming and stuff like that. But at the same time, it just kind of sucks when it's like, you don't have time to just like watch everything right when it comes out. Some people have that time and then they'll go online and just start spoiling the shit out of things. So it's just it just sucks. I don't know. But who knows? I think that, I think apparently they're going to be doing that for some shows, not all shows. I don't know. It's all pretty crazy. I think they were kind of testing it, you know, when they did uh, Stranger Things volume, you know, Stranger Things Season four, volume one and volume two. I think they were kind of testing that out a little bit. I don't know. It's all just crazy. Anyways. Yeah, I know. See, that's the thing is like there's no hype. There's no hype. Like you get something and then there's like a hype for a weekend and then it goes away. So to me, it almost seems like if you do the weekly model still, you still have that hype. You get that hype for like two months or a month and a half, however long the series is. You keep on getting that hype. As opposed to just like, here it all is, have fun. And then there's a hype for a weekend. And then come Monday, everybody's like, all right, what's the next thing? That's just kind of how I was looking at it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, uh, here's a pretty cool art right here for uh, Joker. Falai Adu right there from Jeff Corsi. It's pretty cool. Here's some pretty cool stuff right here. This is from, I, I think it might be from, I don't know if it's from AI. No, it's Photoshop. But yeah, some medieval... Uh, Medieval Justice League right here. Look at that. Uh-huh. 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 Look at that. Man, that's pretty cool stuff. I like that. You got to love the art. You got to love the art. 
And then, of course, the first day of uh, of D23 uh, released all the uh, live-action Disney movies. Of course, we got Disenchanted right there, Peter Pan and Wendy, Mufasa, which I'm like, oh, man, they got they. I forgot that Barry Jenkins got pulled into the to the uh, the Disney uh, the Disney World to do Mufasa, which is a a prequel to the Lion King. Hopefully it's better than the actual Lion King live action movie. I mean, obviously the animated movie is great. And then we got KC right here doing some pretty cool shit. Of course, look at this edit. Combining. Yeah, look at that. You got to love that edit. You know, something, of course, that we want to see. We want to see the fight between them two. And then, of course, a little mermaid teaser was uh, released, which I was kind of like, eh, about... That's whatever inside to yeah inside out too, all kinds of stuff happened. Went on to go and uh, this is scary guys. Look at this. Look at this right here. Look at this. This is look at this thing. This is fucking Godzilla. This is baby Godzilla that is literally in the ocean somewhere. What the hell? This is creepy. Creepy. Look at that. That is that, this is baby Godzilla. It's baby Godzilla. That's right. So hopefully he doesn't get any. You know, no radiation should hit this lizard water lizard guy that's freaky shit if he grows up to be big and huge we're fucked yeah we're fucked team godzilla right i was always team kong though and then the corridor crew guys they did their own version of batgirl right here you know they had their own footage they took some footage that they had and they released it it's a it's a cool little fan film of course there's always those dickheads that respond like going looks it looks awful looks awful man it's like yeah you couldn't do anything better i always love that when i get the responses you know i got the responses of like i was like ah that's cool you know they took some footage put some different backgrounds did some other footage and i was like ah that's pretty cool but uh, there's always those guys. There's always those guys in the freaking mentions to go, that sucks, man. Looks like CW. I'm like, yeah, it's a fan film. What the hell have you done today? Besides pound your keyboard. I just love that. Anyways, I love this right here because Access Hollywood, of course. I, she to totally does not want to answer this question right here, Gal Gadot, and I love her response. And also, does this maybe potentially open doors for you to maybe one day do a Marvel role? Yes, that's hilarious. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm Wonder Woman. I am Wonder Woman. Why would you ask me that? Ah, because we all know she's playing uh, what in uh, Snow White, right? I just love that. I just love that. Anyways, okay. Um, and then continuing on. Uh, obviously, I did all this. If you caught my D23 video, we don't need to uh, talk about any more of that. I did a video on, uh, on Saturday doing a recap of what was talked about when it came to the Marvel, Star Wars, and 20th Century. Uh, hopefully, uh, Florence Pugh, uh, hopefully she got out of Olivia Wilde's basement. I think that's why she couldn't be there. She had to, like, you know, zoom into it, so... Yeah, Olivia Wilde's holding her captive. Anyway, so yeah, hopefully you caught my video. Ah, 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 come on. This picture right here, this is the best thing. This is the best thing that came out of D23. This picture right here, guys. This image right here, this is like my favorite thing that came out of D23. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, this little reunion right here, come on. That's just, that's just great. That's just absolutely fantastic. Come on. I mean, <laughs> short round. Indy. Dr. Jones. Come on. Reunion. I mean, look at the smile. Look at look at their faces. Come on. Short round. Short round and Indy right there, man. Come on. You got to love it. Uh, that was probably my most favorite thing that came out of D23. Sad, right? Oh, anyways. And then, of course, yes, Henry Cavill was not there, was not present. What's the next convention that Henry Cavill is not going to show up to? Huh? What? What's the next one? What's the next one? We keep on talking. It's like each convention is like every Henry Cavill's just probably going like, why do they think I'm going to be showing up at this shit? Okay. You know, somebody made the joke, of course, that he's going to show up at uh, at uh, DC Phantom 2022. Obviously, that got canceled. But there were people that said that, yes, he was going to be there <clears throat> because, you know, scoops right here. Yeah, I heard he was. Here's a pretty cool shot right there. Oh, some more AI art for uh, 
Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon right there. Looks pretty cool. We got some DC profile pics right here on HBO Max. Look at that. They represent. Look at DC right here. We got the entire league, the Zack Snyder, the Snyderverse League right there. So that's cool at least, you know. For, uh, you know, a lot of people are, I mean, obviously people start looking into it way too much, way too much, of course. But, you know, what can you do? Uh, Squadcast Media has a new uh, new podcast out talking about Man of Steel scene by scene and everything. And then we have Jay Oliva right here. Did you guys see Jay Oliva? Slay Oliva? Well, Slay Oliva, yeah, there's certain people that are not happy uh, when it comes to the Snyder fan. I'm not too happy when it comes to Mr. Slay Oliva because he was responding to, uh, you know, a lot of people when it comes to Gail Simone, yeah, a lot of people have uh, different opinions on her. And uh, he quote tweeted her kind of just like talking about animation, film adaptations. And, uh, you know, some people were just like, hey, what the hell? And he actually wrote this right here, uh, this tweet right here, which uh, got some people uh, a little fired up. You personally, you because uh, somebody said, Jay, man, we, uh, we're we not really trying to engage with Gail any, anymore, my guy. I love how this, this guy right here was like going, hey, buddy, hey, hey, guess what? We're just going to let you know, Mr. Jay Oliva. I'm going to let you know that uh, we're not really uh, talking to uh, Gail Simone anymore. So you shouldn't you shouldn't say anything. You shouldn't be quote tweeting. This guy literally had the balls. But then again, he's hiding behind his keyboard and avatar to tell Jay Leva to, hey, we're not supposed to be interacting with Gail Simone. It's just uh, you got to love you got to love Twitter right here. And then Jay Oliva responds with you personally are the ones who are making a bad name for the fans of the Snyderverse. Whoa. Thank you. uh, One step too far. Becoming a member. Appreciate it, buddy. For the record, there's some there's been some stupid shit I've seen from so-called fans who just damage what we all fought for all these years. It's not a Marvel versus DC thing. Love what you love. Yeah, that's right. So he just kind of was like, hey, guess what, guys? Um, I've seen some really terrible shit. And it's like, yeah. And then, yeah, that loud side of the fandom didn't really take to. uh, They didn't really like that response. So uh, that's just going to be somebody else they're turning on. How many times have I said that they just keep on turning on people? And now they're going to be turning on Jay Oliva. That's right. I think I saw anti-Snyder rhetoric that term. That somebody actually tweeted that out. Anti-Snyder rhetoric. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. It's like it's just like what is happening when it comes to this stuff. It's Jay Oliva. He's making a point. He uh, he's not going to always be where you want him to be. And uh, it was just kind of funny seeing like going down that thread and seeing people really just go like, what the hell are you doing, man? You can't interact with somebody. We fans who have not really done anything creative in our lives are saying you should not interact with somebody else. Stop it. You really got to stop that. Stop it. Stop it. I get it. Even if you don't like her, that's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. But don't tell somebody like Jay Oliva that he should not interact with somebody. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. It's freaking, that's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And then here's the, uh, oh, we got one, uh, we got a $5 super chat. Thank you, sir. One step too far. Good to be back stateside. That's right. You were gone for a little bit. That's right. I recognize your name one step too far. I Yeah. Long time no see. What's uh, the biggest news past three months? Well, I, I would say that Warner Brothers Discovery, probably. Uh, anyways, yeah. It's a, yeah, Jose is, uh, yeah, he's an example of anti-Snyder rhetoric. It's just like, what? It's not that serious, guys. It really isn't. And then here we go. Here's the uh, joke. We have no, um, here's the joke from uh, Rick and Morty, which probably pissed off some of those same people that Jay Oliva pissed off. But um, it's from Rick and Morty last night. Me to die? It's not your finest 8%, Morty. And 8% of anything is expendable. 8% of pizza is crust. 8% of the Snyder Cut was Batman dreaming. (laughs) That's great. That's great. That's fantastic. I, I had somebody respond. I don't know if they, I, I hope they weren't serious, but it's like, no, man, it's more like 2%. Shut up. If you're if you're taking it too seriously, please stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Log off and, you know, call your mom and be like, what am I doing with my life? I don't know, because that was pretty funny. 8%. It's a joke. But yeah, somebody was like, you oh, know, it's more like 2%. I'm like, that doesn't fit with the joke. 
It's a joke. And I'm sure Mr. Zack Snyder himself laughed his ass off when he heard that because we all know that Zack Snyder is a Rick and Morty fan. Thought it was a good joke. It's not your finest 8%, Morty. And 8% of anything is expendable. 8% of pizza is crust. 8% of the Snyder Cut was Batman dreaming. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And then speaking of Zack Snyder, look at this right here. Uh, somebody flying overhead. Santa Clarita, I think it was. Was it Santa Clarita? Yeah, Santa Clarita. Look at that. We got a Rebel Moonship right there. Beautiful. Full on. So we kind of, remember Zach kind of, he teased it a little bit. He teased the side right there. We saw the side of it, but there it is in its full-on construction right there. So yeah, flying over there. Uh, there's the set of Rebel Moon. So beautiful. All right, zoom out, zoom out, zoom out. See, there's all that right there. We saw that too. And I believe that one uh, Zactivation, there's a Zactivation poster right there. Zactivated. Feeling very Zactivated. It's cool, man. I like it. They built that full-on ship right there. So that's where they're filming, Santa Clarita. Clarita. Anything else? Nap, 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 nap. All right. Yeah. It's a cool little shot right there. I like it. Rebel Moon, baby. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. And then, of course, we have a uh, happy birthday, Harley Quinn. David Ayer posted this right here. Well, you know, given some, uh, you know, one of the uh, test shots, of course, of Miss Margaret Robbie playing uh, Harley Quinn. One of the test shots, which was cool. Uh, thank you for the $2 super chat. Jay Oliva is responsible for 80% of everything dope. Exactly. So you can't turn on them. You can't, you gotta, yeah. And people are sadly people are, um, Hey, look at this. This was, uh, the, these were people that might've played doc Brown before, uh, Christopher Lloyd was cast. That's right. This was like a, a, a I guess kind of a short list. Bill Cosby was once on the short list for, uh, playing doc Brown at one point. That's right. Chris Lloyd, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Can you imagine Jeff Goldblum playing Doc Brown? Yes, yes. 88 miles an hour. We're going to go 88 miles an hour. Yeah, that's my Jeff Goldblum impression. Not that great. Joe Piscopo, man, crazy. Interesting. Hmm. So Gene Hackman was considered. Ron Silver. Yeah, that's right. James Wood. Woods was also. Robert Klein. Yeah, there's a list right there of people that uh, were on the... Were on the uh, the short list, not really a short list of uh, playing Doc Brown in uh, Back to the Future. Liz Wonder killing it, of course. Liz Wonder taking a, doing a response video to that too. You know, looking like uh, Gal Gadot's frickin' twin. Uh, and then we got some new images of uh, Halloween Ends, which again, it's just Michael Myers with a fucking bloody knife. This movies, I'm 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 pretty much I'm, I'm kind of over the Halloween movies. I hope it surprises me, but I don't think it's going to. I don't think it's going to. And in, and then guys, you want to see an adorable video of a guy and his dog? Why why are dogs man's best friend? Because of this. This is why. Although <laughs> he's just like, what are you doing next, huh? Huh? It's just, it's adorable. Come on. we got to lighten up the show here. There you go. Back and forth. Come on. Come on. Oh, now it's time for some loving right there. Come on. That's adorable. It lights up, you know, all that stuff. I like it. I like it. Um, and then speaking of David O. Russell's, uh, Amsterdam, we got some posters right here. I keep forgetting Margot Robbie's in two ensemble casts that's coming out. Two movies with ensemble casts. Christian Bale, Margot, of course, looking gorgeous. J, uh, John David Washington right there. And then, of course, Anya Taylor-Joy, also looking gorgeous. They all look great. Gotta love it. There's a rumor right now that Ryan Coogler is, in fact... Going to be directing Avengers Secret Wars, which a lot of people were talking about. But according to the direct right here, Avengers 6 
Secret Wars rumor reveals unsurprising. Unsurprising, yeah, it's very unsurprising. Anybody who is trying to scoop this, yeah, you ain't going to get a scoop on this because a lot of people are kind of betting on it. So uh, they're kind of getting it right here. So it says, during a hot scoop, hot scoop, or shot of poop. What? That's what this podcast is called. And Ryan Cooler, here's another scoop, Mason, is that the very least one of the directors is currently in talks for Secret Wars, which makes a lot of sense. And yeah, the source here says this is a reliable source. This person says a fairly obvious choice, and it is. That makes sense. So yeah, it's like a scoop, but not really a scoop because people are basically betting their money that Ryan Coogler would be directing Avengers Secret Wars. Why not? He seems like he'd be a good pick for the job. Who knows? But a lot of people are already banking on him. Does he have anything lined up? I haven't really heard anything else that Ryan Coogler is going to be doing after uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. It just seems like it's a perfect little fit. He might, uh, so he might be doing it. So there you go. But I do love the title of that podcast. The Weekly Planet podcast for their little segment called Hot Scoop or Shot of Poop. Because there's probably a lot of shot of poop out there when it comes to scooping. But uh, seems pretty obvious. Ryan Coogler. I like it. I like it a lot. So, And did you guys see that Lex Luthor? We got a new Lex Luthor for Titans. Um, let's see. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Um, and we'll get to that. There he is right there. Uh, Titus, what's his name? His name is, uh, Titus Welliver. Yeah, that's right. You've seen him before, but yeah, there's a shot of him right there as Lex Luthor with a beard, bald head and a beard. It's been in many movies, of course. And then we also got this epic Top Gun 4K box set that has all kinds of crap in it, which looks really cool. That thing will probably sell out like a mother effer. So that's good. And then you got this right here. I mean, you got John, who wants to hear John Campia complain that he didn't get, he didn't get enough. Uh, well, first off, he didn't get all his, he didn't get any of his predictions when it came to D23. And then apparently like D23, I mean, yeah, I could, I could say it's like, yeah, it wasn't, it, it wasn't anything spectacular. Sure. But they just said what they have, what they're working on. And this motherfucker decides to just throw a fit. Look at this right here. This is supposed to be the showstopper. <laughs> Prime time. Prime time. This is our event. This is our Super Bowl. This is our World Series. This is our Stanley Cup Final. This is it. This is our Academy Awards. This is it. All eyes on us. People around the world fly in. This no, you're a spoiled fuck. That's what you are. You're spoiled. We're all spoiled. My God. They announced all kinds of shit on Saturday. You didn't like it? Sorry. <laughs> My God, man. Relax. Relax. Jeez. My God. I mean, yeah, you could say like, yeah, yeah. I was hoping for a fantastic forecastings or uh, more trailers to come out. Sure. But I'm like, bring it down. Bring it down a main there, Campy. Huh? You got to bring it down. It's not that serious. We are fucking spoiled. They announced so much shit. It was like three-hour panel. It was supposed to be a two-hour panel. It was a three-hour panel of Star Wars, Marvel, and then some 20th century stuff. And it was a lot of stuff, yes. But my God, man. Relax. Whew. Anyways, <laughs> my God. Oh, and then, of course, we're going to be talking about scoops. Here we go right here. So I posted this right here because this is funny because... Um, the reason why I posted this, because I mean, when it comes to, uh, well, when it comes to this particular website right here, and I know there are some fans of it that are probably in the chat right now, and that's perfectly fine. If you want to be still fans with it, that's fine. But, uh, look at the, look at the headline right here. I mean, basically I could just read this headline and I figured out exactly how they came up with this headline. The rocks, black Adam almost debuted in Snyderverse sequel. A lot of buzzwords right there. The rock. Black Adam, Snyderverse sequel. A lot of stuff right there. So I just looked at this and I was like, oh, yeah. Just looking at the title, I was like, oh, I, I, I see what they did here. And I was like, it's almost like the whole six degree. Remember the, you know, the game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, which essentially is just like you try to link Kevin Bacon with another actor, like a random actor that he might have not have worked with. So you link him with, you know, 
two other actors that are, were in uh, two other movies that linked to Kevin Bacon. It's pretty much what they did here. It's like, how do you take The Rock and Snyderverse and how do you combine them together into a headline? Well, let's see. Hmm, let's see. Let's put it together. All right, well, we got Black Adam. Oh, that's right. Gavin O'Connor. Gavin O'Connor. And it's kind of funny, too, because we were talking about Gavin O'Connor's sequel on the Vodka stream this past Friday. Um, Gavin O'Connor. He was going to do, he wanted to, he had a, he had the idea of doing Suicide Squad 2, where the Suicide Squad was going to go after Black Adam. Okay, so Black Adam and technically Suicide Squad 2 would be a sequel maybe to, uh, you know, be a sequel to David Ayer's Suicide Squad. And oh, 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 Michael DeLuca, Michael DeLuca. Remember, he is a Snyderverse producer. We'll put that name on him. He's a Snyderverse producer. So that means he was going to produce this movie. So that means right there we got Snyderverse. We got sequel, even though technically it's not really a sequel. It's a more of a spinoff, I guess you could say. And there you go. There's our title right there. There, that's how you figure it out right there. That's how you get that title in very clickbaity. It's old news. It's old news. There's uh, articles that you could dig up. People are even responding with that. There's old, it's old news where you could just be like, oh yeah, there was once that there was a talk about Black Adam being in Suicide Squad 2 and all that stuff. I'm just wondering if in this article, do they mention the fact that Gavin O'Connor was there to basically, you know, shut out? David Ayer because they didn't want that and they were trying to shy away from the Snyderverse? You realize this is the old regime, right? Ah, but hey, whatever you do, it's all for the clicks right there. All for the clicks. And I'm just kind of pointing that out, you know? And of course, I get the people who are very much uh, the defenders of uh, some of this stuff right here and they get all huffy puffy and I'm just like, I don't care. I'm just pointing out how they came up with this headline right here. And it's very much, there's going to be like a 50, there's going to be like very much a six degrees of Snyderverse and how you connect it right there and how you make that title. So, yeah, you know, but it's not like it's a scoop or anything like that. Again, again the information's been out there for a while that Suicide Squad 2 was going to be, uh, the idea was going to have them go after Black Adam. But it's just kind of funny when you just link it up to Snyderverse like that. It's like, oh, okay. But at the same time, when, when it came to them bringing in Gavin O'Connor for a Suicide Squad sequel, they were very much trying to get away from the Snyderverse a little bit, even though Gavin O'Connor's Suicide Squad 2 sounded pretty cool, you know, to be honest. So, But it is funny. It is funny. What do we got here? Uh, and then we got uh, uh, one step too far. Campaign truly has deluded himself, uh, oh, Campia, into uh, believing he is a critical foundational piece of the industry studio politic production mechanism. Sheesh! Sheesh! And then we got some more posters. Babylon, Damien Chazelle. There we go. We got Brad Pitt. We got uh, Margot Robbie right there. We got some more people. We got Diego Calva right there. We got Gene Smart. We got Lee Jun Lee and uh, Joven Arepo right there playing that trumpet. So it's going to have some good music in it, some jazzy kind of stuff. And then there's me right there as uh, <laughs> as, as Battinson with very much the twilight hair. <laughs> and, a very, and the collar is very good, very big right there. So thank you for Jason. You know, I mean... My hair is not as thick, but hey, I know, maybe it's kind of close like that. It is messy. It definitely is messy. So, yeah. Did I just say, oh, damn, did I say, did I say anti-Snyder rhetoric? Mm, oops. Jesus Christ. I didn't mean to say uh, anti-Snyder rhetoric. My bad. My bad. But yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about this, this scooping game. But it's just, again, you just see that kind of stuff. And then, you know, I had people going like, I know you hate those guys. And I'm like... I don't have hate. I just pointing out how they came up with the headline. And I'm like, if you want to see hate, go over to that side where they literally have streams where they are hating and complaining about me and people I know that are over here for like hours and hours. That's actual hate. If you want to see hate, I'm just kind of pointing out how they came up with that headline. That's all. That's all I'm doing. That's all. Anyways, okay, so let's talk about this article right here. Uh, when it comes to, um, we got this THR article that was released, I think it was released Friday or something like that, that was basically, it's the CFO of, uh, it's the CFO of Warner Brothers Discovery, and his name is Gunnar uh, Wiedenf Wiedenfels. We've heard his name before, 
But uh, yeah, so here we go. Um, this is the article right here that talks about Batgirl, and then it has a little sneaky little paragraph that talks about something. Naughty, naughty, Warner Media. So we got right here. Warner Brothers Discovery CFO Batgirl sh- uh, shutdown coverage was blown out of proportion to its business impact. So Warner Brothers Discovery surprise shelving a Batgirl was blown out of proportion a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. A little bit, according to company CFO Gunnar Wiedenfels. So, yeah, um, a lot of people are going like, really? You shouldn't really say that? And it's like, yeah, maybe don't say it's blown out of proportion because a lot of people aren't going to agree with that. But then, of course, he did say a little bit, but whatever. The executive speaking to Bank of America Conference Thursday said that while the company has made tough choices with regard to its content investment and strategy, The focus on what was supposed to be on HBO Max's original film was pushed too far by media coverage with Warner's remaining committed to growing its content business. Clearly, the course corrections make changes quickly where we don't agree with the track that Warner Media was on that took a lot of courage and execution early. Talking about Batgirl. I don't think it is unusual. We are a creative industry, and one of the elements of creativity is that there is a judgment. There is judgment and views on what the potential of what certain piece of IP might be. So he's basically trying to uh, soften the, you know, put a little cushion down of like, this is what I'm talking about. Which, you know, in a business sense, yeah, it does make sense. But, uh, you know, and then, of course, he talks about that. You know, there's more stuff right here. It says the company's creative leaders like film chiefs Michael DeLuca and Pamela Abdi make the calls on content decisions. But that my team has helped them by providing financial data points where possible and a framework to assess the potential from from a financial financial perspective. He noted that while a lot of headlines were focusing are focusing on the content as a source of cost savings, the company expects most of its synergies to be outside of content. WBD took an $825 million write-down on content in the last quarter, which didn't account for Batgirl. Going forward, Wiedenfels says that the company is spending more money than it ever has when considering the combined spend of two companies. Though he added, I am glad to see more rational approach more rational approach to content spend. We have made some course corrections and we are in the business to create content and tell fascinating stories and we will fund that. Wiedenfels also said that WBD CEO David Zaslav is still engaged in forging an overarching strategy that things are beginning to click. The first priority has been to get the team in place, and I think David has now established an, uh, an almost complete strong management team. So he's talking about that. Obviously, you know, you know, talking to hey, the big boss doing good. You like you like what I said, Davey? You like what I said? I think there are a couple of uh, clear priorities. DC stands out, of course, 100 percent probably stands out the most. As you know, David is looking for someone to lead that specifically Wizarding World of Harry Potter has potential, has huge potential if we can get it right. There is a lot in flight, but clearly if you look at it from a risk and reward perspective, leveraging some of those existing brands uh, improves from a return profile. So just talking about all that, talking about that, but here, right here, look at this right here, guys. Look at this little sneaky little, it's, it's just one sentence. It's just one sentence. And I think I've even talked about it too. I've brought it up. I've even said some things. I've I've been like, yeah, you know, as much as uh, we want to believe the numbers, but are they are they really believable? Is it always believable when it comes to streaming numbers? This paragraph right here. But on the other hand, he said that financial data his team assessed after the merger did not align with some of what they had access to pre-merger, forcing an adjustment. Right there. You know those motherfuckers lied. They did. One of the reasons why AT&T was like, we're done. Warner Media, the, the old regime, they effed things up so badly. And then, of course, they fudged the numbers. And it makes you kind of wonder, how many times do these streaming services fudge the numbers? That's the thing. And you better believe that they fudge the numbers. And he also noted that there's an uncertainty in the, the microeconomic uh, environment, no question about it. <laughs> what the hell was that? Anyways, so I'm just saying, and I remember I was like, yeah, you know, 
I'll even say it too, you know, I enjoyed Peacemaker. I know we're getting a season two, and I know we saw some good numbers with that, but I'm just kind of wondering, were those numbers a little fluffed? Did they pump those over a little bit, you know, as well as other things, maybe with Titans, maybe with all this stuff? I'm thinking they kind of did. I'm thinking they kind of did a little bit. So just kind of shows you right there. Just kind of goes right there. So, yeah, yeah. It's the way you got to look at it. I mean, you just got to, I mean, the old regime, of course, was going to be doing that. But, you know, just talking with, you know, my friend that I talked to and, and everybody is just the fact of the matter is, is like, it's like, yeah, um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they just showed a Taco Bell commercial. I guess the grilled cheese uh, uh, burrito is back and my stomach went right now. Sorry. Whoa. We're good. Anyways. That, don't if you if you ever had a grilled cheese burrito I talk about I'm trying to pretty damn good. Anyways, tangent. Easy there, stomach. We'll eat after this. Um so, but yeah. They fudged the numbers. Of course they did. You know, why wouldn't they? Because it's just that old regime was just like they were just throwing money at all kinds of things. I mean I, I understand that Kylar was trying to really just get uh, HBO Max just out there and be a competitor and all this stuff, but at the same time, you gotta watch. You gotta watch that money. You gotta watch that cash flow. I mean, look what happened with Netflix, you know. So yeah, so uh, yeah, you better believe that um, that those numbers were fudged. But it's just funny how that how that little nugget of something was just hidden right there, and a lot of people sniffed it out. I saw it over the weekend. A lot of people were tweeting it out. Yeah, Toby Emmerich and all those fuckers and Sarnoff. They were yeah. Yeah, let's put it. We have good numbers, <laughs> you know. You know, it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. So, but what can you do? Hey, Bright Burns, 1985. Thank you for the five dollar super chat. Are you cautiously optimistic about Fantastic Four in the MCU, or are you done with that particular franchise? I don't blame you if you are. Nah, I'm always optimistic. You know, I'm one of those guys. I mean, I've been a comic book watcher for or a watcher reader forever. And there's always different iterations of everything. So if you could show me a different iteration, maybe it'll be better. Maybe it won't be. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully they could do something that could be pretty damn cool. You know, and then having the Fantastic Four in a shared universe, that also sounds cool. You know, it sucks that there's not going to, you know, it would have been cool to have a Reed Richards and Tony Stark interact. Uh, but, you know, we can get something. So, yeah, I'm being optimistic about it. I will. I'm always trying to be optimistic about things. Anyways, all right, so let's talk about this other this other article from THR that was written by uh, a lot of people know uh, Richard Newby, Newby, Newby. I always, I don't know if I ever say his last name wrong, but it it kind of talks about, you know, it talks about the scooping game, but it says it's not talking about the scooping game that we, you know, we'll talk about or reference to every now and again when it comes to the DCU and the Snyderverse and all that stuff. But it's talking about, um, you know, because a lot of people were kind of going like, again, we're like, is Henry Cavill going to be at this? Is he going to be here? Does he have a role in the MCU? What is it? You know, and it's just kind of funny because, you know, there's all that talk and whatever. So he uh, wrote an article about this. And here's the title right here. It says, Marvel disappointed the rumor mill at D23. That's right. And look at that. We got uh, Henry Cavill and, of course, Jodie Comer right there. Uh, As the dust settled on Marvel's D23 presentation, fans had a number of reveals to chew on from castings of all that. Yeah. What they didn't get, Henry Cavill and Jodie Comer in the MCU or complete castings of the Fantastic Four that were rumored on Twitter, despite these rumors having no apparent basis in reality. Yes, the rumor mill is always churning fans crave the knowledge of what's coming down the pipeline to see their speculations validated and their impatience uh, alleviated. It's mostly understandable and in good fun. Mostly that he says, but false scoops have begun to impact, however slightly, the public opinion on official announcements and even shape the conversations surrounding films. It's ultimately a minor concern at present in the uh, grand scheme of things, but interesting in respects to how social media continues to drive fan culture and how that relationship will continue to evolve. Hopefully it doesn't really get too crazy because yes it's getting to the point where it's like you you just got a new website that just shows up with some other bullshit scoop all the time reading scoops is often part of the excitement of many fans and there are a good handful of scoopers who are consistently reliable i mean pick and choose whoever i mean there's sometimes where i could you know see some people and think yeah but again i always say when it comes to the scooping game comes to the scooping game 
They're not batting a thousand. They're not batting zero. Okay. I mean, there should be, maybe we'll come up with some kind of fucking scooper rating system. That should be the next thing. What's the average of this scooper? Take all their fucking headlines and everything like that. Sounds like a pretty taxing uh, and tedious process, but take all their shit and then create some batting averages, okay? Because, I mean, obviously the diehard fans will say they're always right, they're always right. And then, of course, the people that hate them will say they're always wrong, they're always wrong, when it's never the case, like I always say. But, like, I kind of wonder, what would that batting average be when it comes to that? But if you haven't read this article, please do yourself a favor. I'm not going to obviously go through the whole thing. Um, but, you know, it's, just, it's a good article. It's a well-written article. But beyond the immediate disappointment from some fans about the panel not lining up with a scooper's claim, there's also an effect on reactions to films themselves. We saw some of this when it, with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which had some fans working off rumors from reliable sources going in expecting an equivalent of civil war of secret wars rather than a doctor strange sequel yes and even certain ones one that i might have mentioned earlier was saying that this person was going to be there that person was going to be there that person was going to be there that's the thing i think they were talking about like possibly a wolverine oh yeah the tony stark uh, iron man it was all that you know there's headlines from that and i'll always get the people but they're always right no they're not yeah. Oh, and Chris Evans coming back as Hydra Cap. <laughs> and also Tom Cruise as the Superior Iron Man. Yes, exactly. That was a big scoop, and everybody was trying to claim it as their own, and then nobody wanted to claim it after the movie came out because it was bullshit. Absolute bullshit. But yeah, it's a good article. Like I said, go and read it, and it's just... Yeah, I don't see the I don't see the scooping game getting any worse. I mean, obviously, I've I've even said to you too to you guys too is like you know when it comes to Scoopy Pants, which we all know, Umberto, and uh, you know, uh, good old uh, 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 you know their sources their sources are getting they they probably barely have sources now. They really do. They probably barely do because the ones that they did have are either gone or they're going to be gone because Zaslav is trying to plug all the holes, all the leaks in that company to make sure things don't leak out. So that's what he's trying to do. There's still going to be leaks no matter what. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. We have information everywhere and you can easily get some, some of that stuff. But, but at the same time, I like the fact that he is trying to plug, you know, plug those leaks. But, uh, yeah, good article. Read it. And, uh, you know, scooping game ain't going anywhere. But, you know, pick and choose. You know, pick and choose. Don't just choose the ones that tell you what you want to hear. You know, try to figure out uh, how legit some of these people are. Because some of them are just grifting up like a mother effer. All right. Okay. New York Comic Con. All right. So apparently Henry Cavill is going to be at New York Comic Con. <laughs> when are those scoops going to be coming out, huh? Any exclusive out there? Henry Cavill showing up at New York Comic Con? Maybe that's going to be the next one. He's not going to show up. <sighs> yeah. So Warner Brothers Discovery has released what they're going to have, what plans they have over here. And none of the movies... None of the movies. Here's what we got right here. Warner Brothers uh, NYCC plans include Velma, DC TV, Winchesters, and Mortal Kombat. That's right. Warner Brothers Discovery has revealed the plans of New York Comic Con 2022, which runs from Thursday, October 6th to Sunday, October 9th. HBO Max will share exclusive first looks at Max original Warner Brothers television series Titans and Doom Patrol, as well as the first episode of Warner Brothers animation Velma, a spin-off adult series based on the Scooby-Doo character. Those in attendance at NYCC will also be able to uh, get a sneak peek at the CW's Supernatural prequel series, The Winchesters, and attend the world premiere of Warner Brothers home entertainment animated film, uh, Mortal Kombat Legends Snow Blind. I guess that's going to be something about Sub-Zero. So yeah, panels right there. Doom Patrol, it's going to be, yeah. I mean, you can look it up right there. Uh, the Velma, I mean, obviously they're doing like a Harley Quinn type of Velma series. Obviously that's what's going to be about. But yeah, so there you go. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. This is all they really have right now. They are trying to spend the, lo the lowest amount of money when it comes to all this. This is why there's not a DC fandom. This is why there was a, there was a small presence at the uh, San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't expect any of the movie stuff going to be there. It's kind of weird, though, because you would think they want to have a Black Adam presence again. But I think they've spent way too much money on Black Adam. 
especially when it came to San Diego Comic-Con and that whole, you know, entrance that Dwayne Johnson had. I mean, he better believe that cost some fucking serious scratch. So they're like, no, we're just going to do the TV stuff and other stuff. Small presence. Not everybody goes to New York Comic-Con thinking that we're going to get big reveals. It's always the San Diego Comic-Con. So it's under, it's understandable that there's no movie stuff there. So anyways, so there you go. Want to look at the schedule? I mean, I'm not going to do any live streaming that weekend or anything. There's just going to be nothing, you know. But, you know, anything that comes out, I'll, of course, talk about it. Probably the following Monday on Film Junkie Live. So make sure you're subscribed. Okay. All right. Brendan Fraser. We all love Brendan Fraser. And we're getting a Brendan Fraser renaissance kind of thing going on. I mean, it's been kind of building up. I mean, when he got cast in Doom Patrol, and we love his character in Doom Patrol, it was kind of like the start of it. But, uh, you know, he's been... Uh, Obviously, when it comes to um, the Toronto International Film Festival, first off, uh, you'd love to see this because, I mean, obviously at Venice, you got like a standing ovation for The Whale. A lot of people are buzzing about it. That movie, I feel, is going to rip my fucking... It's going to rip my heart out. A lot of people are talking about how it's it's going to be an uncomfortable watch. You're going to feel sympathy for these characters, especially him. It's going to be one of those ones where you're just like, oh my God, you know, it's... Yeah, Darren Arnaskovsky, but uh, here's him winning an award right here, and it's just, you love to see it. You just love to see it. Wow! This is, um, <laughs> this is new. Wow! For me, as this things go, because um, normally I'm the guy at the podium who hands these things out. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I got pretty good at it. The, the trick is you, uh, yeah, left hand hold, right hand shake. <laughs> left hold, right hand shake. Yeah. So uh, apart from um, being a part of some pretty impressive and talented ensemble casts, I think that the last time that I waited to hear my name called aloud to receive an award was in grade four. <laughs> and it was from the Pee Wee Bowling League. Oh, wait, it gets better. It, it was a little cup. It was about yay high, and it, it had the words um, high game handicap <laughs> engraved on it. And to this day, still don't know what that means. But, but mom said it was a major award. Oh, also engraved on the plaque was um, the name Brian Fosher. <laughs> so Brian, if you're in the house, you can pick up your janky 45-year-old trophy at the coat check after the show. This one's mine. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's good speech. Good speech. That's what you like. I mean, that's why we love this guy. That's why we love this guy. So here's a here's a little joke right here, which is pretty great. Um, obviously, uh, doing some junkets for the whale. Um, <laughs> this is pretty good. I laughed. I laughed, and everybody should laugh. And my last question for both of you is, what's next for you? What's next? Wow. Um, I don't know. Where are you going on board? I got a play. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, I'm a theater kid. I got, I got a revival of a play I wrote called The Brighton in Boise that's going up in, uh, in New York in the winter. Uh, yeah, and I, I got a, a new play called The Case of the Existence of God, which uh, I'm, I'm hoping is going to continue on to it premiere last summer. So, uh, but then I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Batgirl. Oh. <laughs> You could see him like thinking about it. You could see him thinking about it. He's like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. He's like, I'm going to say Batgirl. I'm going to say Batgirl. And he fucking does it. I love it. I love it. But then I don't know. I'm not sure. Batgirl. Oh. Come on. That's fan freaking tastic. That is fantastic but then here we are right here with the uh with the entire cast of uh with the not the entire cast but you know most of the cast of the whale right here getting of course ask you asking about the cancellation of batgirl the whole world is rooting for you right now like you're i, I called you the prom king of tip we're rooting for you and everyone just wants you to succeed and we're really bummed to hear about uh 
cancellation of Batgirl because we've spoken to some people who saw it and said that you were incredible. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on that? Well, stop talking about it because Gunnar Weidenfels does not want people thinking about this. That's what they're. <laughs> oh, read. we just talked about um, him. It's disappointing. The fans really wanted to see this film made. I was there. Leslie Grace is a dynamo. Like she's like a power Q-tip. She just goes for it. She looks great in the outfit. The movie itself was shot and conceived for a smaller screen. In this age that we've come out of now between streaming servers versus theatrical release, it, it wound up being the canary in the coal mine. So what can we learn from this? Um, work with trusted filmmakers like Darren. The whole there you go. There you go. That's what he had to say about all that. But, you know, he's in good spirits. That's what I love. I love seeing like him in good spirits. Obviously, he won the award. He had a great acceptance speech. And then, of course, making that joke right there, which, you know, shouldn't. It's a joke. It was a perfectly good executed joke right there. And then, of course, talking about it and praising Leslie Grace, praising all that. And uh, I don't know. We'll see if I mean, who knows? I mean, obviously, we don't think we're going to end up seeing it. But, you know, it would be nice to see at least something from it. But Brendan Frazier is just one of those guys where you just, you know, he's a goofball. Um, you know, we've, shit, we grew up on his freaking movies and seen man, the mummy, uh, you know, airheads don't, if you haven't seen airheads, do yourself a favor, watch airheads. And, uh, yeah. So it's just great that he's getting a lot of this praise right here. And, uh, obviously when it comes to, when it comes to the press junkets, more press junkets, that's going to happen with the whale. He's going to be getting asked the, the whole Batgirl question over and over and over again, um, which I'm sure is going to get a little annoying. But as long as he stays in those high spirits, I want to listen to his responses. So there you go. Brendan Fraser, we love you. We love you. All right. So there you go. What's the score of the game, huh? What's going on? I see another helmet fall off. How many times... During football yesterday, did I see a helmet fall off? There's another helmet that just fell off. Are the helmets not on as tight anymore? I just saw like a replay, slow motion, the helmet fucking falls off. What's the score? Oh, wow. Seahawks are winning. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's pretty crazy. All right. Let's go to the Twitter questions now. Let's see what we got here. All right. What do you guys got to say right here? All right, uh, Eric, Mr. Eric Blake. Yo, Dave, sorry I couldn't be there. Previous engagement, that's fine. I get it, you know, you got to work that corner. Uh, so Saturday, I tweeted below about the uh, cool idea you've also liked. Well, wouldn't you know, according to real Marvel fans, they're the very ideas, apparently racist whitewashing or something. What? What's whitewashing? Ideally, if Henry Cavill were to be cast in the MCU, it'd be a role that would visually be a stark contrast of Superman Clark. So as the as to avoid the visual conflict with two potentially major roles. Uh, This is why Victor Von Doom would be the ideal role. No face. I know. I mean, who knows? I just heard that that name that the character was on the table, possibly if he ends up going over there, which I actually really liked. Uh, if you were to get a role, but I don't know if oh, it's racist. Why? I mean, I don't know. It's whitewashing. I don't, I didn't really, I mean, then again, everything is nowadays, right? Everything's nowadays. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just saw, all right, Cooper Knox. So Kevin Feige and co are willing to bring back two of Hulk's most important villains, the abomination and the leader, but won't let the jolly green giant fight either of them. What a ripoff. Well, I think eventually they'll have, they got to get them to do that they got to get him to do that all right so we got tet right here uh interrupted my editing to edit this average uh not enough toys fan average enjoy the toys okay 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 so it's just music okay i thought it was both of us yeah see i see it but i'm i'm better at that right see i'm actually going like this see come on who's better who's better at at ranting this guy this guy right I'm the better ranter out there, okay? Literally holding, I literally have my my index finger on Superman's crotch. That's right. Literally have that right there. I know where to hold. So I appreciate that edit. Appreciate that edit, Tet. Devon Wooter. Hello, David. Dave? I said David. Huh. Dave, do you watch, uh, did you watch Cobra Kai season five? It was so crazy. The finale was nuts. Do not say anything. 
And also, Dave, it's really sad that people don't want Margot Robbie to come back as Harley Quinn and Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Like, if those are Snyder fans or some haters, I didn't. They should come back. They should keep doing it. I've watched four episodes of Cobra Kai. Again, it's hard to squeeze them in. Hard to squeeze them in. I'm probably not going to be able to watch anything tonight because I'll be editing and stuff like that. So, But I watched the first four episodes of Cobra Kai Season 5. It's absolutely fantastic, and in, I'm enjoying it. Looking forward to seeing what happens, of course. So, uh, yeah, don't spoil it. Edward, betting this is the moment at the end of Black Adam where Adam sees soups on his doorstep. Yeah, that'd be a, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't take the bets on that, but hey. Ronak, Cowboys broke my heart like uh, Warner Brothers Discovery did Batgirl. Yeah, well, the Cowboys kind of (laughs) blow. They do. They have some good talent, but they blow. Mr. Nobody, hey, Dave, what are the top five films you're looking forward to seeing before the end of the year? Well, I wanted to see Barbarian. I want to see Smile. Um, some of these other ones like Amsterdam and, uh, of course, Babylon, those are up there. Uh, but, you know, I you know, I am still looking forward to Black Adam, even though that's, you know, um, I'm not, like, super, super excited for it. But, you know, I would say, like, those right there. I mean, I am looking forward to Black Adam to see if the hype is there, to see if Ken Henry Cavill is there. But, you know, like your movies like Babylon and, and, and Amsterdam, those are all coming out this year, right? Because they're all Oscar bait films, right? Um, but, yeah, I wanted to see Barbarian, which hopefully I catch, and I want to see Smile also. So um, I'm sure there's other ones, too, I'm looking forward to, but those are the ones that are off the top of my head at the moment. So there you go. All right, guys. Well, that's it. That's it right there. So uh, go ahead and wrap this up right now. Put on the frickin' music. Whoop. There we go. Ah, turn that down. Come on. All right. So there you go, guys. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell, too, if you do so, to make sure you know when I'm doing this stuff, all that and everything. Make sure you hit that like thumbs up before you leave. Um, follow me on the various sock meds that are around me. You know, I tweet the most golden stuff ever. Patreon. I try to give you guys some exclusive stuff when I hear things. So if you want to uh, subscribe to that and help uh, the pirate ship out, that would be much appreciated. So do that. And uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow, of course. Same junkie time, same junkie channel. And uh, have some fun, of course, tonight. And uh, Brandon Frazier, again, we love you. Looking forward to the movie, even though I think it's going to rip my guts out. All right, guys. Talk to you later.